we hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. It's, it's real great, real privilege. Uh, I've got a friend with, with me tonight, and it's Pastor Ryan Sims down here. And in a minute, he's just going to come up and share. He is currently the senior pastor in Thames. And uh, him and Sarah are doing an amazing job there, and uh, I'll, I'll let him share the testimonies in a minute, but uh, I want to just tell you how I got to meet this amazing man. Uh, we, we went to Samoa together back in, must have been 2009, 2009 when there was the tragic tsunami there, but uh, uh, all the churches gathered together and sent a whole lot of people over, and, and we went over together, and that's where I got to meet Ryan, and uh, it's just been great getting to know him, and now he's leading a church with his amazing wife, and his wife was one of my tutors at Bible college, wow. so uh, just, just an amazing team right there, and so it's great to have Ryan with us um, tonight, and I've just asked him to come and just share some of the testimonies, come and share what's happening in Thames, and so can we just jump to our feet on a Pastor Ryan as he comes to just share with us tonight? Awesome, thank you. Thanks, guys. Wow. Yeah, I see what you mean about the, uh, the haze there. So um, who, who knows where Thames is? Oh, look at that. I was quite surprised. I thought I'd have to explain it's the Coromandel. You can have a seat. It's all good. Um, so the Thames is like the gateway to the Coromandel. It's about an hour um, south of Auckland. Um, there's about 7,500 people there, uh, growing all the time. There's 400 people uh, in Thames who commute daily to Auckland. That, you know, why, why spend an hour going for 10 kilometres in traffic when you can spend 100 kilometres and go 100 kilometres an hour? Makes sense. And the houses are so much cheaper. Yeah, um, so Thames is pretty cool. Um, it's pretty mellow there. Um, there's uh, a, a really good change of lifestyle from Auckland, from us. So uh, we, I'll, I'll run back a few uh, months ago. So we've been down there now six, nearly seven months. And during that time, uh, in about August last year, my phone rang and it had Sam Monk on it. <laughs> now those of you who know Sam Monk, if you see him ringing on your phone, don't answer it. Uh, it's, it's all good. We're, um, Sarah and I, uh, we're, we're praying into a, a way of um, serving God. We didn't know quite what it was. I was working in insurance. Um, she was a full-time mum after being in Equipers Bible College for 13 years on staff. And so we're in a new season of what does this look like? And uh, so we had a couple of chats with Sam and Kathy. And Sam said to me, if, if an opportunity came up, would you be willing to say yes? Ugh. Whoa, that was a hard one. But we, we, we said, uh, yeah, yeah, we would, you know. And, and I just want to encourage you tonight, say yes to God. Yeah. Say yes to God. It's, it's a way better way. And, and uh, I was uh, involved with insurance and selling cars and, and all sorts of stuff on the side. And God kind of reminded me that my car lifestyle was an idol. Because since I was a little kid, I was all into cars, and my, my dream was to uh, buy and sell cars and be importer, exporter, this big um, Richard Rawlings. Does anyone know who Richard Rawlings is? Wow. One person. Excellent. Uh, he's a guy in the States who, who's like a big car wig. Anyway, I'll bring it back in. This guy, that's kind of what I had the dream of, and God said to me, actually, if I took that away, would you trust me? 
and I had to go on a journey because initially I said, no, I, I wouldn't. That's, that's my identity. And so he removed, you know, we worked through that and we journeyed together. We had a bit of a, um, bit of a wrestle and a bit of a cuddle and we kind of worked it all out, you know. And, and finally I said, yes, God, I trust you in this. I trust you in this. And um, the one thing that I was worried about was that I'd be a pastor. <laughs> So you never know. But the thing is, uh, we've been down there now in Thames for, uh, for six months. We're seeing some growth in the church. Um, we're, we're coming up with some, some exciting initiatives. We've gone into the high school because we outgrew the building, which is exciting. Um, we have a, a storage container on site at the high school. So we pack in from there rather than having to go back into the building, which makes it a lot easier. Um, and we're working uh, towards building a community center. Uh, so we're looking out for some land. There's not a lot of land in Thames, but what we're looking for is a place where we can build a, a, a massive centre, 500-seater auditorium. Um, we'd like to see like a, a lollipops, chipmunks playground in the building, cafe, gym, um, and, and community rooms. Maybe even the big dream is to have a pro bono medical centre. So it operates as a medical centre during the week, but on one day it's free for community. And, and that whole concept of community in Thames is really big. So that's, that's the dream, and we're heading towards that. We're, we're starting an initiative in August called Agape August, and we're doing 31 days of community acts. So every day we're blessing the community in some way. Um, and it's just exciting to see what God is doing in the community there. So um, I'm, I'm excited to be here today. I came down because I've heard of what's happening down here, and I'm, I'm excited. I want to get some ideas. I hear the Holy Spirit is in the mainland, so, you know, came on down. You brought the weather out for me. It's, that's awesome, but it's nice and warm in here. Um, my dad was born in Baldwin Street, just over there. So uh, I've got a bit of a heritage here. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be here, excited to see what God's doing. So yeah. Awesome. Thank you, mate. So good. Uh, I'm just going to go with it's the glory cloud now. There's, there's the Holy Spirit in here. I can't see you, but hopefully you can see me. It's all good. Um, thanks. I mean, Ryan, I, I just, uh, again, I want to esteem you and Sarah uh, of saying yes. I think, I think one of the biggest uh, hurdles that we have to get over is ourselves. And to say yes to God is, a, is an amazing journey. Uh, it's, 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 it's a roller coaster of life with Jesus driving. And... Um, it's, it's amazing. So I'll, we love watching what you and Sarah are doing and hearing the great reports as well up in Thames. And so uh, can we just can we just honour Ryan for a moment, your champion? So good. They're all honour. I mean, Sarah is great. She uh, she really helped me. You most a lot of you have heard about my fear of failure when it came to college, but uh, Sarah was real. Just a real encourager and really helped me out. And so, uh, praise the Lord for those people. Amen. Um, I, I want to I want to just stir some stuff up tonight. We've got we've got a little bit of time, and I want to I want to create a space where we pray. Uh, over the last three weeks, four weeks, three weeks, we've been talking about prayer. And this morning, I talked about prayer. Uh, but tonight, there's there's something that I I, I want to stir up inside of us, uh, which is the power of God. Uh, if, if you're here tonight and uh, you, you, you haven't experienced the Holy Spirit, you haven't experienced the power of God, I want to I lay some scripture down and, and I want to I teach through it. But in the end, ultimately, nothing can teach you to a place of experience. 
And tonight, we're going to create an atmosphere. We're going to get all the different leaders. Pastor Ryan, he's going to join in and pray as well. But we're going to create a space tonight because I don't know about you, but I want to live not just by my own ability. I don't want to live just with what I can do. I can do so much in my own strength, but it's way, 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 way way less than what God wants to do when we put our trust and we let the Holy Spirit move in and through our lives. And so I want to pray. Can we pray? And so let's open our hearts. Holy Spirit, right now I ask you to come and invade this room. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, as we open our hearts to you, we may have heard this message a thousand times. But Lord, would you reveal yourself to every single person again fresh? They know the power of God that is in them. Because I believe, Lord, it's the key to reaching this city. So Lord, stir up right now. Stir up the gifts that you've placed inside of us. And Holy Spirit, I I just ask you to move. In Jesus' name, would you create an atmosphere right now, Holy Spirit? Would you stir our hearts? Lord, come and do what you want to do. Amen. Um, as I said, I want to just share some scriptures pretty quickly, but then I'll just share some thoughts as well. But I really believe tonight if, if you would let the Lord, if you'd let the Holy Spirit, He'll take you to a new place. He'll take you to a new place. Some of you are right now going, hurry up, I want to get there. <laughs> and I like that. That's good. That's good. But some of you are probably just sitting there going, oh, okay, we'll see what happens. I pray right now that to just, just even ask the Holy Spirit, relax. Because I believe for every single one of us. I believe tonight that there's going to be significant moments for every single Maybe you've never, ever moved in the power of the Holy Spirit. Tonight I'm believing that you're going to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've never ever had a, a, a like even don't even know about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Tonight I'm going to point you in the direction of, of, of seeking out the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I, I believe tonight you're going to go from strength to strength. Um, we, we know about, uh, there's a famous, there's quite a few famous people in the Bible. Um, but one of, the, one, of the, one of them is John the Baptist. And most people have heard of John the Baptist. Most people know his... Uh, his, uh, um, his, his, how he died. He had his head cut off, unfortunately. But he was preaching and he was talking. And, and so I want to go to Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. It should, it should come up on the screen. Here we go. And this is, this is what John the Baptist is talking about. This is what he's saying. He says this, I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. Most people know about what that baptism is. And in fact, on the 30th, I believe, we're having a baptism Sunday about water baptism, about repenting, dying to our old life, being born again, coming up out of the water, being cleansed of our sin by the blood of Jesus. We know this. This is what John the Baptist was preaching about. Repent for the kingdom of God is is, is near. And so that's the water baptism. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am. So much greater that I'm not worthy even to be his slave and carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. 
Is anyone like playing with fire? Come on, be honest tonight. I know you do. It's like, I like playing with fire. In fact, when I was younger, my, me and my sister, we went and we had, the, we had a fort in a hedge. And we thought it would be a great idea to light a fire in the hedge. <laughs> it wasn't a burning bush experience. It got consumed. It did not get consumed. And, uh, and yeah, little, praise the Lord, we are here today. Uh, here's the thing. There's something about fire. Everyone loves a good fire in the middle of winter because it affects the outside of us. But the fire that, 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 that John is talking about here affects the inside of us. And I believe tonight there's something that's got to rise up in our, in our spirit to go, you know what, I'm going to step in to everything that God has for me and go from there. It's, this, this account is also recorded in Luke chapter 3, verse 16, but we're not going to go there for the sake of time because well, I want to pray. Most of you know this scripture as well in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. This is talking about that same fire. Jesus is now talking. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You will receive power. If there's one thing I want in my prayer life is power. If there's one thing I want something to be stirred up inside of me that, that is like, oh, Lord, I pray today, I hope, I hope you might do something. I want to get a conviction in my spirit that goes, you know what, God? Today I'm believing that people are going to get ministered to. I'm going to believe that the power of the Holy Spirit is going to touch every single person. I'm going to believe that gifts are going to be stirred up in this place tonight. And so this is what Jesus was saying, and you will receive power. It's time to expect power. It's time to expect the the fire of God to come and land on our lives and then we know in Acts chapter 2, um, it's the baptism of the Holy Spirit was, is released to us. And let's go there. I'm not sure if I wrote that one down for the team at the back. But anyway, it says this. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames of tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking another language. This is a heavenly language, gifts of tongues, as, as it's described here. As the Holy Spirit gave them this ability... The Holy Spirit gave them this ability. And so tonight, yeah, you might be sitting there going, yeah, I know this. I know this. Guess what? God's got something fresh for you. God's got something fresh for you. God's got more, to be, more for you. Um, another scripture that is well known, uh, well, and, we, and I'm going to read it again. Everyone should almost know it off by heart. It's 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. You're like, oh, I've heard this one. Can, have you got anything new? There's a whole Bible. I mean, come on, choose another scripture. I'll, I'll find another one soon if I can't find First Timothy. Second Timothy, here it is. But we know the scripture a lot because we talk about God's not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind. You're like, yeah, I've heard that a hundred times. But have you heard this? And then Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, it says this. I remind you, this is from verse 5, I remind you 
Uh, remind your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I, I know that the same faith continues strong in you. Verse 6, this is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. See, at the moment it's winter time and, and uh, we've just got a new house and I've just figured out how to use the fire. Been in there a couple of months and we have gone through $1,000 worth of firewood. <laughs> Who knows, I haven't figured out how to use the firewood. You're like, you're just like how, how hard is it? You just open the door, put a piece of wood in, shut the door. But if you don't dampen it down, it's just going to roar away. And it's, woof, talk about burning money. I should have just thrown the money straight in. <laughs> but <laughs> a thousand bucks in two and a half months. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this is, apparently this is not a public forum. We're not supposed to share that stuff. <laughs> but it's, the, the sea, the thing with the fireplace is it's got this little bar that you can control the intake of the air and it can it can dampen the fire it can dampen the flame down and and the and if you if you do it right you can have it right down low overnight and it will keep burning but it's only just burning it's only just keeping things warm but in the morning when you want to get up and you just zoom it across a little bit the air intake will go in a little bit more and it'll light up it will start fanning and into flame the fire uh, but if you're like us and you just leave it open the whole time it's just roaring. It's just roaring. But here's the thing. In our lives, in our Christian lives, we, we, we've got this ability. God's given us the ability to shift and control the dampening mechanism on the fireplace. And, and, and Paul is talking to Timothy here. He says, this is why I remind you, you to fan into flame." to fan and to flame the gifts that the Holy Spirit has placed on you when I laid my hands on you. And so we have the ability. I mean, I think a lot of us sometimes are like, we go, thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. Vroom. And we dampen it right down because maybe we're unsure. Maybe this tongue thing's weird. I mean, what is that? This is weird. And, and there's this fear thing. But no, what it is, it's not weird. It's faith. And I want to encourage you tonight. Maybe you've never, ever desired speaking in tongues. In fact, Crystal, is Crystal here? She was hosting. She's busy at the moment. That's all right. I love her testimony. 7 p.m. and 7 a.m. we've been doing prayer meetings. First night, Monday night, she's just here and she's like, Lord, I've given you my heart. I've given you my soul. I've given you my spirit. And she's just praying and praying. And for a while, she's been asking about all the speaking in tongue stuff. And then suddenly, no one laid hands on her. No one did anything. But just then the Lord just released this baptism of fire in her life. And she just started speaking in her heavenly language. That's awesome. Why? Because there's, there's, there's this power of God that wants to move in and through every single one of us. And we know Ephesians 3.20, right? At work within us, the Holy Spirit. And so, as I said, so it's our job to fan into flame. Do you know the devil's job? He, he loves to just try and dampen you down. He'll dampen you down with disappointment. He'll dampen you down with all sorts of things. He'll dampen you down with depression. He'll dampen you down. He'll try and even bring up your past. He'll bring condemnation on you just to dampen you down. Who do you think you are to be doing this? Well, we've got to just fan it up and say, hey, excuse me, buddy. Now, I'm a child of God. 
I'm a son, I'm a daughter of the living God. So again, Paul's saying to Timothy, fan into flame. I believe tonight, if, if you're feeling damp, if you've been dampened down, I believe tonight God, God's going to help stir you up. I believe tonight the power of God wants to come and minister into you and, and through you. Um, we know in, in Romans chapter 12, I'm sorry when I say we know, because sometimes some of us don't know and that's okay. I was a new Christian once and I, I remember the person up the front goes, oh, this is a very common scripture. I was like, i got no idea what you're talking about. So I apologize sometimes when I say we know. It's just uh, I've been reading it for a little bit longer. But in, in Romans chapter 12 and, and 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I'm going to share these. I'm just going to read these scriptures. But it's about the gifts of the Holy Spirit given to us. And so in Romans chapter 12, it says this. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them lead a living and acceptable uh, living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you in a new person by what changing the way we think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, for you which is good and pleasing and perfect. Um, Let's keep going. Uh, Verse 6, if you're following. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as as God has given you. I like that. I've got faith to to prophesy. I've got faith to prophesy. I, I can do that tonight. So I pray that you might have faith as well. Uh, If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach them well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. Uh, My prayer is that everyone has that gift. But, uh, you know, anyway, hey. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you the leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hey, what is wrong? It goes on. God's given us gifts. Let's whip over, just not too far away, Romans, uh, Acts, uh, no, Romans Corinthians, sorry, it goes into there. Corinthians 1, verse 12, chapter 12. It says this as well. Um, let's go to chapter, uh, verse 4 of 12. <laughs> I pray you've got the gift of interpretation tonight. <laughs> Okay, we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4. There we go. <laughs> there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we, we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to, to each of us so we can help each other. Praise the Lord. Gifts are there to help each other, help each other. And, and um, uh, to one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. Uh, the same Spirit gives great faith um, to another. And to 
someone else, the, the one spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from other spirits. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown language, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. So it's the gifts that God gives us. And remember, if we go back to... uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, it says, to fan into flame the gift. It's the gift that God gave you when I laid my hands on you. So a lot of, one of, what we have is my, one of, my motivational gift. We call it a motivational gift. What's the main gift that God has placed on my life? Do you know the main gift that God has placed on my life is serving. It says there, it said back there, one of them was serving, right? So he said, serve others. So I, I, my, my leadership gift actually comes after my serving gift. The only reason I'm really leading is because of my gift of serving is I'm here to serve. And when Pastor Bruce is like, Ryan, I can, I can hear you when you have the phone ring. You're like, Pastor Bruce is on the other end, or Pastor Sam is like, hey, and, and our conversation goes like this. Bruce goes, hey, I need you to serve. That's, that's how I interpreted it. It wasn't, hey, I need you to serve from Bruce, but basically that's what it was. And when Bruce came to us and said, hey, we want you to go and pastor a church, we were like, as I said, we, we were shocked. We looked around. But because the gift that God's given me is to serve, I'll serve. And whatever it takes, wherever, whatever I have to do, if I have to be a pastor and step into a leadership gift as well, well, I'll do it primarily from the motivation of serving. Every single one of us have got a motivational gift. And I want to encourage you to seek God about it. There's different tests that you can do to try and figure out which one they are, and we can help you with that later on. But I want to encourage you to fan into flame the spiritual gift God has given you. You know, we don't, I mean, I, I believe, I love speaking in, in my heavenly language. But let's not get, just get focused on our heavenly language. Let's get focused on the different gifts God has given every single one of us. If yours is to teach, then teach. If yours is to prophesy, prophesy. If, if yours is to lay hands and, and on, on people that, and, to, and to be healed, then do it. Then do it. We've got to fan, we've got to stir up what God has given us. Amen. In, um, in Daniel chapter 3, if you go there in your Bibles, that would be handy. Daniel chapter 3, who knows what this is about? Who's been in kids' church before? Daniel chapter 3 was about a fire. Anyone know where I'm going yet? Does anyone read their Bible? <laughs> There's many, many ways. I'm not going to, uh, Pastor Reggie has a way of describing these guys, but I'm not going to describe it that way. I, I, I remember someone said, let's shake the bed, make the bed, and into bed we go. <laughs> I can't remember where that came from. It's like, what? <laughs> anyway, there's King Nebuchadnezzar, and uh, this is a story about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
and 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 there's these three guys that are as staunch on who they are as as followers of of Lord God Almighty. They they knew who they were in God. And 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 there's this guy King King Nebuchadnezzar, and he and he and he sets up this amazing uh, statue. And he says, you know, at a certain time, whenever you hear the, 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 the musical instruments, whenever you hear this, everyone's got to bow down and worship my statue. And um, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego said, no, we're not going to do that. And, and, the, then, and the penalty for not doing it was death. And it was death by the fiery furnace. A lot of you may know this, this story. If you don't know it, it's a good read. It's got a great outcome, but I'm not going to read the whole thing, or maybe I'm going to read some of it. And um, it's, it's, so it got to the point where uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, he was furious, he was angry, and he said, we've got to throw these guys into the furnace. And he says, in fact, he says, in, in his way, in, in my interpretation, he goes, fan into flame the furnace. He's like saying, heat this thing up, heat this baby up. He's like, this thing has got to be, got to be hot. And, uh, and so he gets it ready. They get it ready. And in fact, they get a couple of the armed guards to walk up and, and throw Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego into the fiery furnace. And the fire is so hot that the armed guards get burnt and killed. That's awesome right there. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know if it's that awesome, but it's just, we'll watch that one in heaven when we get there. And so they threw, them, um, threw up... Um, and threw them into the furnace. This is verse 21. Fully dressed in their, in their pants, turbans, robes, and other garments. And because the king in his anger had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace, the flames killed the soldiers as they threw their three men in. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, securely tied, fell into the roaring flames. But suddenly Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, didn't we tie up three men and throw them into, into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did. They've, uh, um, they replied, look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men uh, unbound walking around in the fire, unharmed, and the fourth looks like a god. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the uh, flaming furnace and shouted, Meshach, Sh- uh, uh, sorry, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Then the high officers and officials, governors and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their head was uh, singed and their clothing was not scorched. They didn't even smell like smoke. See, the world's going to throw all sorts of stuff at us. The world's, right, right now, depression. Depression and cancer are, are the big things that are hitting, 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 hitting the world. Physically, cancer is destroying people's body. Yeah, depression, spiritually and mentally, it's destroying people's lives. And the world's going to throw stuff at us. But if we can understand, see what happens with what we need to understand is that the fire inside of us is greater than the fire that's coming against us. And if we can get into a place where 
where the fire that's coming against us might, might be getting on top of us, but we go, you know what? I'm feeling a bit down right now. I'm feeling a little bit lost. I'm feeling, uh, uh, in Christian language, I'm feeling under attack. I hear that often. Well, I want to say, come on, it's our job to get that dampening rod, and it's our job to let a bit of breeze come in. It's our job to get into the presence of God. It's our job to fan into flame the gifts that God has placed on our life. Because, because the, the greater fire that's living inside us is going to be greater than anything that's coming against us. And I love the fact that when, when, when we, we can walk through anything and that nothing can even cling on. Nothing. I love the fact, I love, it's, one of, it's a great scripture. It says, they didn't even smell like smoke. I love campfires. Who's been around a campfire? Who knows the next day when you go to put on that hoodie? Oh, yeah, but nasty. Some of you youth might know what this is about. It's just, just, just totally nasty. Anyway, <laughs> just playing with you. Just playing with you. <laughs> Nicole's like being the protective mum right now. They wash. <laughs> I'll give you a bet at shout. <laughs> it's like at shout they do not wash. <laughs> All right. I'll take you down to the mosh pit and shout. You you, you got to get everyone to wash anyway. But tonight, and hey, we got fifteen minutes. I don't want to live life with the dampener on. Maybe you're feeling like you're living life with the dampener on. That's okay. Life happens to us. But just like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, they knew who was inside them. And the Bible tells us, and we say it's another scripture that we, we just spurt off all the time. Greater is he that lives in us than the spirit, of God, other than the spirit that's in this world. It's is paraphrased. But where are you at? Um, where's the keyboard player? That'd be good. But where are you at tonight? You might have been a Christian for 25 plus years, but you're duller than the day Jesus came into your life. And I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here to say, hey, tonight God's laid a word on my heart that I'm just going to believe that the breath and the breath of the Holy Spirit is going to stir something up and something's going to open up in your life that there's going to stir in your spirit. Just stir in your spirit. Life isn't rosy all the time. I can be honest, some Sundays I've come in here and I've had to work really hard with my attitude just because of one thing or another. And it's not your fault. It's just because I know that the devil wants to try and dampen us down. But if we can say, you know what? doesn't matter what fire comes against us. The fire that is in us, the, the fire and the power of the Holy Spirit that is in us. If we could just draw on that uh, just a little bit more. If, if, I, if I could just open up that, Lord, I just need, a, I just need to get into your presence. I, I just need to get a podcast on. I, I just need to praise you. I, I just need to know again. I just need to read my word again and know that the power and the fire of God is in me. 
And, and that's why in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it talks about the, uh, of the gifts of, of tongues and heavenly language. And, and then it talks about the gifts of prophecy. And Paul's very clear, the gift of the heavenly language is there to what? To edify ourselves, to stir up our own spirit. I pray, and Paul, Paul even says, you know, I speak in my heavenly language more than maybe anyone. But he says, I'd rather speak a word of prophecy to edify the church. But to speak in your heavenly language, to stir yourself up. I pray tonight, and I know the Holy Spirit's going to move. Holy Spirit's moving already. To believe for the fire of God. To not just go through life naturally. Not just go through life every day. We can do this. We can do this in our own strength. I know, I know some of you. I know some of you well. You're talented. You're driven. You got great. Abilities, you got great gifts. Uh, you, you, you do well, but you'll only do whatever you can do in your own strength. Well, imagine what would happen if we, if we all surrendered our hearts and said, "God, I just need more of you. I just want more of you. I just want more of you to get into a place where we pray, to get into a place where we desire and moving in the power of God." And so, Lord, come and fill this place. Why don't we all, all, all jump to our Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.